What's up guys, welcome to the Imperfect Swing Golf Podcast. Happy New Year. We're joined by one of our uh, shining stars on the college scene. Um, Kieran, thanks for making time. I know you've got a busy schedule being an international superstar. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Shane. Thanks for having me. But so, um, obviously, nice, nice to be back home. Obviously, spending a lot of time overseas. How's that process been for you? Yeah, it's been life-changing. Um, it's all a new experience. Um, for me, I've learned a lot about myself. I've become a lot uh, very independent, and uh, I love meeting new people. So it's been it's been fun. And I mean, it's kind of like you've been almost nurtured for the college scene with the Golf RSA national squad. You obviously had to earn that spot to get into that squad, but once you were in there, you know there was a solid foundation being set by you know the Golf RSA team. You had the right, you had top quality coaches, nutritionists, uh, physical coaches as well. Does that almost feel like, you know, you're kind of being pushed in the right direction from that point already? Yeah, for sure. I always say golf in South Africa is, is got a, it's got a bright future, um, and that's all thanks to Golf RSA, um, Johan Rupert and Grant Eppen and what they do for the game of golf back over here, um, and that's all prepared. Not only myself, but the many other players that have gone over there and pursued their careers. So yeah, they, they've helped us in many ways, like you said, nutrition-wise, golfing-wise, fitness-wise, and uh, it's it all it's all full circle. It comes full circle to when we need to go over there and get things going. I think I met you the 2020 SA Open. Back then, you, you know, you were obviously you know quite high ranked up in the country but with the prospect of going overseas you played with Dylan Naidu in the practice rounds then and you know I kind of asked you back then already were you picking his brain on the college team because you you obviously did some time over there how was that you know looking back and you know your expectations you know everyone hates to say that they have expectations but we all do we all build up something in our minds about the experience that's about to happen how has that lived up to your expectations? And maybe take us through what your expectations were for college golf. Yeah, look, leading up to going to college, I picked on Dylan's brain quite a bit. Um, we play a lot of golf together. I text him quite frequently. But going into college, I obviously knew that the crop of players, there's a lot more players than what there is in South, South Africa. Not necessarily better in that sense, but there's just, just the number. There's a lot tons, more players. Tons of golfers. Yes. Um, so I knew that in order to stand out, obviously, hard work, dedication uh, takes takes you quite a long way. But the mental side was big. Being a long way from home, you you kind of need to separate yourself um, and part mentalize when it comes to tournament time. Are you? I don't want to say. Does it almost feel like being away from home? Also. I mean, it's sad at at some points when you want to spend time with family. But in a way, does it always does it almost feel like you can focus on golf? Yes, yes. And uh, and not get too distracted with you know like culture-wise, you know, family functions are big in in our communities. Yeah. Whereas now you can kind of focus on the weekends and put in some hours. Yes, on, on I, the I feel like I'm more productive over there. <laughs> um, back home in South Africa, it's become a holiday for me when I come home. Um, seeing family, seeing friends, but when I'm over there, I know why I'm there, and it's only for one purpose—to get better each and every day. So I've I found that I've been more productive, more focused, and uh, it's allowed me just to 
get closer each and every day to my to my goals and my dreams. What would you say, you know, for we, I think we, you know, you mentioned the crop of golfers in America and the crop of golfers over here. For our population, we're slowly creeping up. It's getting bigger and bigger. And obviously the prospect of playing college golf is, is something set out for a lot of youngsters. What What's your advice to young golfers about playing college golf and maybe take us through that real life, you know, realization of how serious it is over there as well? Yeah, I would. Firstly, I would highly encourage all junior golfers back over here to to uh, experience that side of, of college golf and of golf in general. Um, not only but for golf, but also for yourself. Um, you become independent, you learn. Like I said, I learned a lot of things about myself. You learn a lot of things about yourself when you're over there, when you're alone, um, when, when it's lonely and times get, get rough. But uh, most importantly, it's the competitiveness that that comes with each and every week that you play. Um, you can't just slap the ball around and somehow just make a score. You need to be on your game, hitting the ball well and finishing well in order to be in contention. And that's what I've learned to to slowly just that one percent each and every day just to get better on all those aspects of your game takes you a long way. Talking about putting scores together, you've you've racked up two victories so far in your college career. What what's the difference between when you look at yourself as a golfer now versus 2020, you know, before your college uh, career started? What would you highlight in differences in mental approach and also your physical game? Is there is there that much of a difference? And what kind of clicked for you? I wouldn't say. Uh, obviously, physically, I became a lot stronger. Um, mentally. I became a, a lot more mature within myself and that, that obviously um, went through to my golf game but uh, it helped me, it helped me make better decisions on the golf course which saved me a couple shots each and every round um, and then obviously hitting the ball a little bit further helps <laughs> to make a few more birdies each round but for the most part my game has always, I've always been a good iron player, I've always based my, my golf game around that and giving myself the opportunities into the greens but most importantly I just my mental side I became a lot more mature. And when you say mature by that do you mean handling and accepting when things don't go your way because I mean we all want to hit the perfect shot every single time but there's a time when things just don't work out but is that kind of the maturity you, you're hitting at now? Yeah I, I like to play golf freely and uh, I feel like when I was younger, I, as you said, trying to hit the perfect shot, you try and get in a zone where you try and perfect everything. Um, I've learned that over the last few months when I play free, I play my best. And uh, as well as setting your expectations, I'm not one that sets high expectations. I know I put in the hours, I put in the work, so my expectations are always low. But at the same time, I know what to expect from myself. Um, and yeah, playing freely, allows me to be who I am on the golf course and just do what I do. And talking about picking up distance, I always kind of say to our youngsters over here that you don't, you don't need to chase the distance, but it's almost like you, it's almost coming back to you playing freely. When you're swing and you're comfortable in your own swing and skin, the distance almost comes on its own because you, you, you're adding a few kilometers just by being comfortable. And I think, is that something that you realize, like you're not necessarily swinging harder, 
but you you kind of just swinging freely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it goes back to when you're practicing and when you spend all those hours grinding on your technique, and when you need to put it into play. When you're on the golf course, you just you need to basically just swing and uh, relay the technique that you've worked on. Um, swinging freely, yes, it's helped me. Um, but more importantly, I think the game is won on the putting green, as we all know. Um, that's also been a big emphasis for me in my short game, um, trying to improve that each and every day to help me get better. Have you noticed going over there that guys put in way more hours on the putting green than some of our guys over here? Yeah, I've noticed that around the green, guys chip a lot more than what we do. The grass is obviously different and it's a lot more difficult. Yeah. Bermuda, it's so unpredictable. You don't know what you're going to get each and every time you play. Um, so just familiarizing yourself with each and every lie. Um, so yeah, you spend a lot of time chipping and putting. Um, and that's, that's what I've noticed. Going back to, you know, winning on the college scene. Did you expect that? And, and if you, you know, be honest here, is that kind of where you were heading in, in those moments? Did you feel like some, like a win was around the corner? Yeah, towards the end of my first semester, I was playing good golf. I knew something was around the corner and that's just before I came home for the SA Open and obviously came back home, made the cut at the SA Open and that kind of just helped me going into the next semester and the next season. Um, I didn't really expect much when I actually won. Yeah. Um, it just kind of all fell into place and uh, I knew my game was where it needed to be but it all fell into place, worked in my favour. You need a lot of luck in this game and that's what I got on each and every time that I won and yeah. Talking about, you know, maturing and growing up as a golfer, you know, let's go back in, into your younger years, obviously having a um, a brother that's a good golfer, fair to say, he's on the Sunshine Tour as well. How have you guys bounced off each other during this period? Um, you know, golf is a lonely sport, but when you have a brother playing, does that kind of make it a bit easier? Because you can, you can be a bit more honest with each other. You know, if there's a, a, there's a struggle in your game, you can kind of open up and... Because, and, you know, let's say I'm talking to you about what I'm struggling with. I don't really want to tell you everything because it... it Maybe it looks like weakness, but with your brother, it's a different story. Yeah, having a brother that obviously, as you mentioned, plays on tour, um, it's been for the most part fun. We we have fun lots of times, and especially when we were younger. For several years, we used to practice together. Obviously, now that I've progressed into college, I don't see him that often, but he's just a, a message away, and I'll send him a swing video. He'll send me a swing video, and ask me, have a look here, what do you think? And yeah, we, we feed off each other, we bounce off each other. His support towards me has been immense and he's been, he's been a role model for me from when I was younger, right up to now. What's your, your thoughts on, I suppose, turning pro, you, you have the opportunity to turn pro at any point right now. Is there um, a piece of you that feels like you could be ready for pro golf or are you going to stick it out, finish your, your college um, you know, degree and, and, and that side and then go, go out and, and pursue a pro career? I don't think I'm ready as of, as of now. I think there's... Does, does that help with, with Keelan? Um, you kind of can bounce off that, that aspect of it as well. Um, 
and and you know gauge what's what's happening on tour right now as well. Yeah, I speak to him a lot, and he always tells me that there's no rush. I also know that I've got quite a long long way to go, experience-wise. I need to learn a few more things. Um, but with that being said, there's a few incentives for college golf as well. I don't know if you know the PGA yeah. U rankings. Um, so the top graduate of my year would would be 2025 gets a PGA Tour card, and uh, those incentives just motivate me to complete my my schooling career. And uh, it's no harm. I'm learning. I'm learning while I'm going along. I'm playing against the best college golfers or golfers in the world, and um, I'll be there, there's incentives and benefits to that. How's the the academic side of this all? I mean. It's it's fun to be on the golf course and and to put in the hours that you guys do and the amount of tournaments as well. But also, com you know, competing in the in the, the classroom against yourself. How is how has that been? And making sure you you kind of have that right balance. Yeah, my mom always used to tell me that everything in life is about balance, and uh, it's all about balance. It's just balancing what you need to do, when you need to do it, and how you're going to do it. Um, Schooling-wise, it's not hard. Um, school in America is pretty easy, um, so for the young youngsters that are willing to pursue careers, schooling is not hard over there. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm taking it in, taking it in my stride, and I'm, I'm doing pretty well at school. Talk about you know this off season now that you've just went through. Obviously, coming back from an injury. In a way, I guess it comes at the right time. You're coming back home. You, you're taking it easy as well. You're not necessarily putting too much time on on course. Do you think that also you mentioned a lot of luck in this game? Mm. That coming at this time of the year, how does that does that ease you a bit as well? That you're not necessarily losing ground on your other teammates and and, and college golfers over there. Yeah, look, it couldn't have came at a better time. We finished our season right at the end of October, and in the last event, I got injured. We had about till now two months off, so it's it's been a blessing in disguise for me to recharge. It's also value um, how much we need to take care of our bodies, what we put into it, and how we um, manage manage uh, our bodies while we're on the road. So it's it's been good. I'm I'm happy that the injury came at this time. Um, it's allowed me also to take some time or spend some time with family and uh, just enjoy the festivities. And let's talk. You know, you mentioned the the benefits of sticking out. Is that is that now the end goal to to get that PGA Tour U ranking spot come 2025? Yes, hopefully if all things go well, and that's that's my plan to stay over there, turn professional in America. It's always been a dream of mine to play on the PGA Tour. So if I have an opportunity to speed up the process a little bit, I'm gonna take it with both my hands. So that's my focus for the next four years. Obviously, I'll come home play a few co-sanctioned events if that opportunities arise but for for so far that that's that's my goal what would you say now you know looking at the lifestyle south africa and america there's there's you know we all go through that phase of i need to get out of the country blah 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 you know there's a lot of negative things about south africa but when you're on that side of the world you miss home a lot don't you you know shan ho home is always home and I always say I've been fortunate enough to travel to a few countries around the world and home is always home and it's beautiful. Um, South Africa is a beautiful place. 
It's got beautiful people as well. Unfortunately, things don't work efficiently as they should. But the place and, and the culture and the people, the energy that you get from, from the country and the people is, is a, different, it's a different class. Um, America's lifestyle has been, it's been good. Um, as I said, opposite to us, everything works. It's efficient. But uh, it doesn't get as beautiful as what this gets. So you, you're flying out in two days. You back to you know full health now. You you kind of getting back into the reps, getting back into tournament mode. What changes in your prep from off season to getting into the, the season? Because um, I think it's it's also important to state for youngsters that you need to kind of you know have your loads correct, and and I suppose that's where your coaches come in handy. But kind of take us through that change from off season to to tournament to tournament season. Yeah, so obviously when I go back, I'm going to be doing a lot more reps, both on the golf course as well as in the gym. Um, but mostly, I work with Grant, Grant Finstra and he always talks about a maintenance bay. So I'll be grinding on my maintenance bay, which is mainly technique focused. Um, so that when it's time, I tee up my first event in Feb, when it's time to play in Feb, that it's all just playing freely again and uh, allowing my swing to do what it needs to do. What, what's in your, what part of your game has needed the maintenance aspect? Like what do you spend a lot of your time on? Do you find yourself? I've, I've found that for me, chipping has been the hardest. Um, like I said, the grass is very different. The pre predictability is one that you think you, you get it and then the next day it's completely opposite. So it's a constant challenge and a process that you go through, but that's been my my biggest focus. Um, I'm always tweaking on my swing just like anybody else, but for the most part, it's been my chipping and uh, just staying solid on my, on my putting. And, you know, looking back when, when, you, when you first started playing golf, could you ever picture yourself where you are right now? Does it all kind of feel a little surreal at some points when you're over in the US winning a, a college uh, title? Not really. I, I didn't picture the in-between, but I did. I do picture and I still picture till this day me standing on the 18th green at Augusta um, with a green jacket on. And that's, that's always been a major of mine that I would, I would love to win. And it's, it's, a, it's a dream that will always stick with me. Okay. We'll put that down in the bookies. <laughs> we'll get the odds and, and put a couple hundred on there. Hopefully. Hopefully it comes <laughs> around soon. And, you know, looking at um, who you are now, do you almost feel like the, the experience you get over in the U.S. gives you a slight advantage on, you know, if you have to come back over here and play golf? Like, that experience, you know, experience is kind of currency in this game. Do you feel like you, I mean, it is foreign currency, but it, it's better than, I mean, because like you mentioned, the amount of golfers out there, and they, they're not, like you mentioned, not necessarily better, hmm. but it's just, I mean, there's 10 times the amount of golfers, over, 100 times the amount of golfers there. Yeah, look, I, I feel that you play a lot more different golf courses over there, different styles, different grass. Whereas over here, it's, it's all kind of the same. Um, over there, I've, I've picked up a lot of experience on course management-wise. I'm fortunate enough to have my coach, who's a national champion himself, um, NCAA Division One national champion. So he helps me a lot with that and just plotting myself around the golf course. 
um, that's helped me a great bit. But with that being said, um, managing the expectation when you come over here is also key. You can't think that you're too big for your boots when you come over here <laughs> just because you are playing in America and you're doing well. Golf is still the same game and you still need to get the ball in the hole as quick as possible. And, you know, you were named the um, Black College Golfer of the Year. Is that something that, that comes along with, you know, all the hard work you've put in? Is that something that you wear proudly on your, on your badge and, and kind of embrace that? That aspect of it as well knowing that you know the game of golf is very far from being a diverse sport and in, in in grassroots level it's still kind of a very wide sport or elite sport put it that way um, do you feel that that um, that proud feeling when you when you wear that name yes I'm, I'm very proud to be a representative of that title um, not only for black golfers over there but also for the golfers over here that's off color. As you mentioned, golf is a predominantly white sport. So with that, it's, it's a stepping stone to slowly changing, changing what golf used to be and what it, what it can be in the future for, for us non-white golfers and for the sport in general. And speaking on that, do you feel, I mean, I've spoken to Dylan about this on the podcast before, but there's a certain energy at certain golf courses when you walk in as a person of color and you're not necessarily known in that spot. Um, do you feel in the U.S. there's that similar feeling or is it not that much of a, a muchness? No, it's, it's not that much of a muchness. It's more class. Okay. It's, it's more it's, like income-wise. Yes, it's more the, your level of class and um, your wealth. What car did you arrive in the parking yeah. lot with? There's a lot of private golf courses where I'm from and when every time we play at those private golf courses you need to watch what you say, what you're doing on the golf course. So it's more of a, of a class thing than, than a race thing. Okay. Yeah, it's always, it's, it's been a, I mean, obviously the Sunshine Tour is constantly working on becoming a more diverse tour and we're seeing the fruits of it. I mean, a lot of our close friends that are, are doing well on tour, getting opportunities. I think that's what it comes down to. Um, and I almost feel like, I think in the in the US they have that tour... Um, APGA. APGA. Yes. And it's it's out there, but I it, you don't really see it unless you're from America. Like, I only see it because I'm so entrenched in golf and in that community. But, you know, we if you ask someone here at this mm -hmm. clubhouse, they wouldn't know what APGA yeah. is. So it, it's just interesting to see how people prioritize that diverse, trying yeah. to become more diverse. Yeah, I, I didn't know about that either until I got over there. Yeah. Um, and even now, I have to remind myself that it's, <laughs> that it's something that's still going on. And uh, recently we saw Willie Mack yeah. got his uh, PGA Tour card through the Corn Ferry Tour. And he's a product of the APGA Tour. Um, so, yeah, once again, I feel like it's a stepping stone in the right direction. There's, uh, there's moves, there's differences that's being made. Um, I hope I can, I can be influential in that process and help speed that up as, as well as what Tiger Woods did. Waiting for that green jacket moment. <laughs> waiting. Um, so going into the, the, the remainder of your, your second year, um, is there with the two wins that you've picked up, do you have 
internal expectations or are you kind of just like you said taking it in your stride you know one day at a time one percent at a time these of course internal expectations i i always want more of myself i expect more of myself each and every day to get better um, i believe if i stick to my processes and do what i need to do i know i'm a hard worker and when i get my head down i do what i need to do um, but once again managing your expectations the luck that you need um, it's out of our control um, so I'll just do what I need to do and control all the controllables and uh, see see how far it gets me. Moving off the, the golf course, you know, being in America, far from home, far from friends and family, how have you managed your off-course time? Is there some, some other activities you've picked up on just to keep the mind busy and off of thinking of improving, improving, improving? How have you managed that, that balance as well? Yeah, being part of a team environment has help not only me but every other teammate that's part of my team um, we basically like brothers to each other we do everything together from swimming after practice to playing table tennis to doing schoolwork together in the library we do everything together but we've got so much to do over there that you almost don't have time to miss home or you're too to occupied be, yes to be too fixated on what position you need to be in your swing that you're constantly moving and, and uh, progressing, doing other things that your mind, your mind, you get distracted, which is nice. The, there's also a lot of distractions there. Have you navigated those, those well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm young, I'm young, but... Uh, there's balance again. There's balance, yeah. Like I said, life is all about balance. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, but, it, I'm, but it is easy for someone to slip into kind yeah, of for sure. losing that focus and yeah look you all you all the way in another country on your own what you weren't able to do over here when your mom was around and watching you you're able to do over there when no one's watching you so it's gotten it's it's something that you need to manage but it's also something that you learn about yourself and what you want in life um if you you know what you want and what your values are it, it becomes a lot easier to uh, not get down, down and distracted. <laughs> so, talking about the distractions, um, this, there's a lot of self-control that comes in with that. Is that the growing up aspect of being on your own as well? Yeah, it just it, it boils down to what you want and where you see yourself. Um, yeah, that's that's that's. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say <laughs> for now. Um, yeah, it's what you want, what you value, and where you see yourself will determine what decisions and choices that you make off the golf course um, that may be able to derail you. Um, yeah, sure. It's like you said, and I said, it's about balance. It's it's nice to have a good time now and again, but you you should know when when to do yeah, that. You're not doing it the day before final round. No, 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 no. <laughs> We, we're not allowed to firstly, but also that's not uh, advisable. <laughs> advisable decision. Yeah. Looking into, you know, the way, I would almost say the path of turning professional. Um, do you feel like there's almost a pressure on younger players to become the next, you know, if you look at the way Jordan Spieth didn't finish college, you know, spent like a couple months and then all of a sudden he's a PGA Tour player. Do you feel like those kind of stories 
jeopardize certain player careers because they feel like they need to live up to that kind of expectation? Yeah, I think with the PGAU that's coming. That will kind of put people in place. Of, yeah, it's kind of forced people to stay a little bit longer, giving them that opportunity that they can turn pro a bit later. But yeah, like we've had a few golfers over here um, that have played on, that I've played with on the amateur circuit that when, if they don't go to college, they feel like they need to turn pro because there's not anything else for them to do. And that's why I feel that college golf is something that's uh, very advisable and something that can be very good for you because you're constantly learning about yourself, about your golf game, and you're getting experience under your belt before you team it up with the big boys. Looking into you know the future, there's, I know in America or recently in the golfing world, you can now kind of sign deals as an NIL athlete, so before you're technically professional and you can sign contracts with money with money incentives. Um, obviously, South Africa, America is two different ball games with the golfing you know, budgets that get put out by these companies. Um, is there or has there been interest shown by brands on that side of, of town? There has. <laughs> there's been quite a few over the last few months. Obviously, with, with success comes the, the fruits of the yes, fruits uh, of your labor. popularity and you get a few sponsorship deals and there has been fortunately enough for me um, there's been a few however international players can't sign NIL deals as, it only of, American? as of yet um, it's because your visa only stipulates that you're a student you can't um, actually incur inc or get income get from income those. from that so it's it's something that I'm working on with my agency that I've recently signed with um, to get me an exemption to be able to to, to div first, uh, divulge into that kind of business and uh, earn some money from it. <laughs> <laughs> but that changes the game. I mean, before it was almost an aspect of I need to turn pro so I can sign this deal. Whereas now it kind of allows, you know, the process to, you know, st stick within itself. You don't have to feel pressure to sign away your amateur status just for, you know, couple pairs of shoes and a couple thousand dollars for instance but do you feel now that that also along with like the PGA to a U um, spots it kind of forces kids to settle down a little bit and not think too far ahead and, yeah. and jump into the deep you know deep world of pro golf yeah it helps it helps get a, get ahead of yourself um, but most importantly my dad always told me that and as Tiger would always say, the clubs need to do the talking. All of those other things will, will come. And it matters. It matters, of course, but all of those other things will come as you go along. So uh, it's just a, a product of, of how you're playing and uh, what you're doing on the golf course. Well, Kieran, thanks for, for coming out into the, the wild, wild north of Joburg. I know it's very far from the, the west. Um, but thanks for coming. You know, we're obviously very proud to see you lifting trophies there, making a name for yourself. Like you mentioned, it's it's all product of hard work, belief in yourself. Um, and hopefully we see you lifting a few more trophies and, and earning a few more possible contracts once you get that, exem that exemption. And, you know, hopefully we see you, you know, doing what you've been doing. No, Shan, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure to chat with you and uh, for you to pick my brain a little bit. Maybe one day I'll, I'll be privileged enough for a game of golf. <laughs>
<laughs> Don't have <laughs> to fake an injury. Anytime. <laughs>